Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burugun campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Good morning to you all. Happy Valentine's Day. And, Gung uh, He Fat Choi. Was that even close? <laughs> Not bad. No, no. I just, I mean, I once brought a, a Vietnamese greeting in Vietnamese at a Vietnamese wedding, and uh, all the Vietnamese people just laughed. <laughs> so it's disconcerting. To this day, I'm not sure what I said. But uh, good to be back together again. And uh, as others have pointed out, isn't it great to be able to remove those dreadful masks? Uh, discovered this week, as I'm sure you did as well, that mask wearing and the facial recognition function on my phone are incompatible. (laughs) When I'm wearing a mask, my phone has no idea who I am. That's annoying. Well, as you know, Simon and I have uh, just felt to share some ways in which the Lord is stirring, has been stirring in our hearts. And so last Sunday and today, Uh, we are taking that opportunity to just take a slightly different approach to this preaching slot. And uh, rather than preaching from a specific passage this morning, um, I'm really more, I guess, sharing from the heart uh, what I sense God is doing and saying. And uh, that will involve me sharing a little bit of, uh, I guess, my own personal testimony, what God's doing in my life. Uh, Fear not, we will return to preaching from the Scriptures next week. Uh, for those of you thinking, oh, quick, let's go, go to a different church. Uh, life will resume as normal. This is a bit different this morning. And uh, let me say, if you missed Simon's message last week, what a fantastic message. Let me encourage you to take the time to uh, find that online and listen to it. And uh, judge for yourself whether it dovetails well into the things that I'll share this morning. I, we believe, certainly, that these messages uh, are from the Lord for us. Looking back over the last 30 or 40 years of this church's history, maybe even further, but certainly that period of time, one thing that's clear is that the Lord has given us as a church a unique and significant platform here in our city, the city of Perth. And it's important for us to discern and understand that uh, rightly, Because that platform carries with it responsibility. And God has positioned us in a particular way with growing influence as a church in our city, in the city of Perth. Jesus says in Luke 12, 48, to whom much is given, much is expected. Well, we've been given much as a church. Tremendous resources, amazing people, you, all of you, a wonderful facility, a very gifted ministry leaders team. And uh, I hope you know that's not just for us. All this is not given to us just for ourselves, that we might be blessed. It is that, but it's not just that. Certainly not that we might be uh, somehow impressed with ourselves. Man, goodness, look at what we've done. God forbid. God has ongoing 
kingdom purposes to fulfill through this church. Graham Mabry has been given much. An extraordinary citywide platform through his radio ministry for 33 years. Those of you who are brand new to our church may not be aware of that. Uh, but Graham will very fondly tell the story of coming to Mount Pleasant uh, nearly 40 years ago. I think it's 40 years coming this August. Uh, and Mount Pleasant was the first church to say, uh, don't, no, don't, Graham, don't leave your radio job. Uh, keep your radio job, stay on the radio and take us with you into the community. He's told that story many times. And I know that for his entire 6PR chapter, as far as Graham was concerned... It was Mount Pleasant Baptist Church on Nightline with him. Not Graham off on the side, kind of doing his own thing over here somewhere and then in his spare time coming back and being involved in the church. Now his calling was to the city and to be salt and light as we all are called to be salt and light. We'll be preaching on that in a couple of weeks' time. But in Graham's case, in, uh, in a particularly significant way, salt and light in the marketplace and to bring us with him. Now I don't for a moment put myself in the same league as Graham, certainly in terms of influence, but I do have a calling on my life that the Lord is revealing to me and which I need some help to understand and to manage well. And the common ground I'd suggest with Graham is that in a similar way as the Lord called Graham to a citywide role in the community, the Lord, I believe, is calling me to a citywide role in the church, in the city. Now, to some that might sound arrogant. Uh, trust me when I tell you that for me, it's very much a statement of faith and not of arrogance. And I speak it out with a degree of fear Mixed in with faith, it's often the case, isn't it? When we step out in faith, fear is not too far behind. And uh, if you're like me, you just need to make sure that your faith is a step ahead of your fear. And just as Graham's heart was to bring the church with him into the community, so too my heart is to bring you, the church, with me uh, on this journey, which I'll unpack a little more in a moment. What I know is not right is for me to be off pursuing something out here and for our ministry leaders or for the staff or for the church as a whole to be saying, oh, that's next thing that he does out here. But he's, you know, he's, it's sort of a separate thing. I don't think that's right at all. Let me give you a little bit of background information. And this will be a bit of a rehash for some of you and new to others. When Margie and I arrived here in Perth in the late 90s, 1996, uh, with our two kids who are also here this morning. By the way, my little granddaughter's here as well. <laughs> behaving herself. We came in the late 90s. And uh, at that time, is she making a noise there? It's disobedient. <laughs> She's waving. Boy, that's a distraction for all of us. When we arrived in 1996, I quickly became involved in um, citywide pastors' prayer summits that were uh, going on at the time around our city. And they were being organised in those days by a group of people who were all called John. 
It's all a bit mysterious to me at the time. But uh, John Bond was leading those summits. Um, some of you might remember John, whose face will appear there. Somebody, uh, now, John was leading the summits with the team. John McElroy, John Finkeldy, John Yates. Names some of you might be familiar with. If not, doesn't matter. Uh, these were people who at the time, in some sense, were providing leadership to the church in our city. Now, uh, they weren't heads of denominations and they hadn't been uh, appointed by anyone. They didn't have any kind of official titles, but they had some kind of recognised, God-given spiritual role and authority. It was just, it was widely recognised. I could certainly see it and uh, had great respect for it. Now, fast forward to about 2005, uh, John Bond introduced me to a man named Ian Shelton, uh, who was based in Toowoomba and invited me at that point to become part of a national group, which at the time was called One Heart, and uh, later became uh, associated with Movement Day, which, again, some will be familiar with. So this was a group, One Heart, which was focused on nurturing prayer and unity in cities and towns across our nation. And I felt very privileged at the time, I can tell you, as a young, much younger man, to be um, uh, sitting at this table with people I considered to be spiritual giants. And it was there that I learned about an extraordinary move of God in Toowoomba, a country town in Queensland, and I was introduced to what became known as the Toowoomba Story. A group of up to 60 or 70 pastors in this country town, city, uh, had been gathering each week, 60 or 70 of them, gathering each week to pray in Toowoomba, to pray in unity for the city and for the flourishing of a united church in that city, in that region. And they'd been meeting some of them for over 20 years, led by Ian Shelton. And it was felt uh, through that time, and particularly on reflection by uh, people like Brian Pickering and others, that this faithful prayer had somehow laid a fertile seedbed in Toowoomba for the Spirit of God to move powerfully in that region. And so at that time, a whole bunch of things happened in the city of Toowoomba, not because pastors organised them, but because people prayed faithfully together in unity and God moved in response. I'll give you a few examples of the sorts of things that sprung up in Toowoomba at that time. Uh, the Australian Gospel Music Festival was born, which later called uh, Easterfest. Uh, was the largest Christian music festival in the Southern Hemisphere. People came from all over the world to Toowoomba, to the Australian Gospel Music Festival. Every Easter, all the pubs and clubs and cafes were full of Christian artists. Many pubs, as I remember the stories, were hosting communion services on Easter Sunday morning, filled with people from around the world who wanted to worship on Easter Sunday morning. Toowoomba City Women was an extraordinary uh, ministry led by Ian's daughter, Letitia, particularly to troubled young girls, victims of abuse, women working in brothels, um, some amazing stories of God's grace uh, through Toowoomba City Women, still active today. Um, some of you will remember Letitia. She's spoken here in our church on one or two occasions. Uh, Bella Magazine, a wholesome Christian alternative to the appalling material found in magazines like, probably shouldn't name them, but, you know, Cosmopolitan, Clio, Rubbish, uh, Bella came out of Toowoomba 
Emily's Voice, now a national ministry to the unborn, uh, was birthed in Toowoomba. Story after story of God's grace and favour in Toowoomba. Can anything good come out of Toowoomba? Well, it turns out it can, and it has, and it is. So that whole introduction to Ian Shelton and the Toowoomba story changed my life, really, and began to shift my focus from what God is doing in the local church setting, important as that is. He shifted my focus from that local church setting in our local church to what God is doing in our city more widely and in cities and towns around Australia. It was kind of the Lord, in a sense, lifting my eyes to something bigger that he was doing. Fast forward to about 2017, and uh, a couple of key things were birthed in me. One was a phrase, the father wants his family back. Rarely has uh, a, a simple phrase from the Lord just impacted me. In fact, I'd suggest never to such, in such a profound way as this phrase, the father wants his family back. And I shared that at the time with the church here and I discerned that it had a local Mount Pleasant Baptist application and also a city-wide application. The Mount Pleasant Baptist application was to do with generations and ethnicities. Interestingly, the Lord was stirring similar things in Simon's heart, I think around exactly the same time, that we were to be a church in which God's whole family gathered together as one generationally. A church where children and seniors and everyone in between were valued. A church not only with strong aged-based ministries, which we've been blessed with for many, many years now, but a church where those different generations came together to bridge the generation gaps and children and teenagers and young adults and adults would interact together in ways that are unusual in our culture, but not unusual in the kingdom, in fact, necessary in the kingdom of God, which is a different culture where those generation gaps are bridged and people minister to one another across generations. That's what we sense the Lord doing. The, God, the Father wants his family back. So generationally, but also God's family gathered together as one ethnically. Which again, we see in such an extraordinary way in our church. Amen? Amen. A church where people from Africa and Asia and Africa <laughs> and Asia and the subcontinent and the Americas, and Europe, and the indigenous, all come together as one here at Mount Pleasant. As in John's vision in Revelation, every nation, tribe, and tongue worshipping here together as part of the family of God. The Father wants his family back, generationally. The Father wants his family back, ethnically, together, as one. So that was the Mount Pleasant application of that word. The father wants his family back. There's also a, uh, uh, I sense, the city-wide application. Remember uh, that picture of Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. The verse we find in the Gospels, how I've longed to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks. This is the words of Jesus, how I've longed to gather you together. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. But you were not willing, is what Jesus says to Jerusalem. And I had this picture of Jesus standing there up at King's Park, looking out over the city, over the suburbs, saying, I long to gather you. Are you willing as the church to be gathered? 
And I certainly have discerned over the years a surprising willingness here in Perth, different to other cities actually across Australia, a willingness to gather across generational and denominational and ethnic barriers, which leads me to a second thing the Lord birthed in me, and it goes back a few more years. And uh, the Lord gave me this term, geo-networks. And uh, these were geographically based groups of pastors and ministry leaders and business leaders and not-for-profits across our city and state who come together in their local region to pray in unity and to discern what God is doing in their region. And I began to think, wow, if God can do this in Toowoomba, maybe he can do it in Melville. Maybe he can do it in Perth. Lord, come Lord Jesus and have your way. Why not? Why not Perth? So many of you know, you know, a group of 10 to 12 meets here every week in the city of Melville, usually right here in our uh, facility, the, the Melville Geo Network, mainly pastors, but also some business people who work in the local area here, some chaplains who work in the local area, uh, some not-for-profit people, and uh, we pray. We pray for our city. We pray for the city of Melville. We pray for the flourishing of the church in the city of Melville. A few years ago, I met with a couple of other pastors in the city. Wayne Hollett, a pastor at New Life Church, who leads a similar group to our Melville group in Fremantle. And uh, Pastor Adam Meredith, who's preached here a little while ago, who pastors the Red Door Church and leads a, uh, the Coburn Geo Network. And I grabbed these guys and I just said, um, hey, why don't, we, why don't we gather our groups together two or three times a year uh, just for fellowship and for prayer, kind of networking, and, um, and just as a way of reminding ourselves that we're all part of something bigger that God's doing in our city. And then Luke Williams, who's pastor at the Billabong Uniting Church in Canningvale, contacted me and he said, hey, can our Canningvale group, Canningvale group be a part of this and uh, meet with you guys as well? I said, yeah, sure, absolutely, it'd be great. And then bit by bit, others from around the city and the state began to contact me over now, this is particularly uh, over the last 18 months or so, people began to contact me from groups in Gosnells and Kalamunda and Byford and Mandurah and Rockingham and Stirling and Joondalup, even regional areas like Kalgoorlie and Geograph Bay and the Wheat Belt, saying, we've got a group that meets in our local area. Can we be a part of this geo-networks thing that you're doing? And uh, for a while I thought, well, I don't really know what this thing is. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't recall putting up my hand to do anything. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> but deep down I knew it was the Lord. And it was the Lord gathering people across his city. The Father bringing his family together. And now there are over 20 groups across the state with just about every local government area covered. There are ethnic groups. There's a group of church planters contacted me and said, can we, we're not geographically, we're not a geo-network, but can we be part of this thing? Uh, it's as though the Lord is gathering them together, gathering us together. This is something new, actually, in our city. There's a kingdom stirring in this space. And the Lord undoubtedly is gathering us together for his purposes that in many ways are yet to be revealed. 
So a few weeks ago, I met at the invitation of the Byford Geo Network. I met with this group. Here here we are on a Friday night a few weeks ago. That young guy in the bottom right-hand corner, uh, Adrian, is a, he's not a pastor, he's a young business guy. He's giving leadership to this Byford Geo Network, Byford Armadale. Uh, I tell you what, they are praying up a storm in Byford, in Armadale. Can anything good come out of Armadale? Well, you know what? Watch this space. Watch this space. My goodness. The same weekend, uh, again, just a couple of weeks ago, 11 churches in Canningvale all combined together in this wonderful synchronized sort of live streamed service. They met in their own facilities, but um, they streamed different things in and they prayed for one another's churches. They affirmed their unity together. And uh, they'd invited me to bring just a, a pre-recorded 10-minute message on unity and what God's doing across the city, which I gladly did. Kingdom stirring. There's a kingdom stirring. Just a few months ago, I started meeting regularly with John Bond, you know, the, the, guy, the earlier guy with not much hair. Actually, most of the photos don't have much hair. There he is. John Bond, what a blessing. I began to meet with John again. uh, It just seemed right that we meet. We have got a friendship that goes back many years. More recently, the Lord's led John into an international church planting ministry that is extraordinarily fruitful. And uh, Simon and I, in the ministry, we've just begun to talk about maybe getting John to come and share something of what he's doing. I tell you what, it's extraordinary. Over the last 10 years, they've seen over 2 million people come to faith in Christ across the Asia-Pacific region. 2020, COVID forced John to stay home for a period, uh, hence our reconnection. But when we met, John reminded me of a vision the Lord gave him many years ago, which I remembered, I'd forgotten, but I remembered when he told me. He said, the Lord gave me, back in the early 2000s, a vision of a net over our city, a net of prayer, a net that he was going to be building over our city. And he said, I think, Nick, that the geo networks are the fulfillment of that vision. And I said, I think so too. It's extraordinary. And I somehow have been given a facilitation, leadership, coordination role over this thing, I think, whether I like it or not. (laughs) So my challenge is to continue to nurture the organic nature of this and you know like so many truly kingdom initiatives the challenge actually is to keep out of the way because often there's a work of God and then people come in and try and manage it and control it and it doesn't work that way so this thing is bottom up it's not top down I've discovered that God works not in pyramids but in circles And so the kingdom we understand as we read the Gospels is it's like, you know, it's like yeast in the dough. It's unseen. It's under the radar. It's quietly doing its work. And in this case, quietly doing its work amongst, interestingly, the smaller and less significant, not really, but in the eyes of many, the less significant smaller churches around our city who are coming together and being a part of something that God is doing. 
So my role is not to control it or over-administer it, but rather just to watch what God is doing and cooperate with him to build up the church, to encourage the pastors around the city, to call them to prayer and to unity. You know, what I love is that God uh, never seems to take a cookie-cutter approach. Uh, you know, all the groups are quite different. For example, in Kalamunda in December just gone, the, the Kalamunda Pastors Geo Network, uh, they worked together to put on a combined carols event. 4,000 people came from the Kalamunda area to sing songs about Jesus. In Mandurah, there's this extraordinary coordinated effort, up to 50 pastors coming together, an effort to uh, better support chaplains in schools. They say, this is what God's given us to do, to work together, to support the chaplains, to be as one, to pray for our kids in our schools. What a wonderful thing. In Rockingham, there's a great group. Uh, they're working, together, uh, working out together how they can work with the local Salvation Army to minister the homeless in that region. That geo-network in Rockingham is being led by a young Salvation Army couple. They are going great guns, Chelsea and Daryl Wilson, beautiful people. Every area is different. Every geo-network is different. But Jesus is Lord of them all, and he is quietly building a net of prayer and unity over our city here in Perth. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. So what does it mean for Mount Pleasant Baptist? Well, I think we're grappling with that together. I'm not sure what it means. I'm grappling with it myself. But something, I believe, something in our DNA here it's probably not unique, but it's, it's rare. Something God's doing in bringing his family together generationally, ethnically, across denominational barriers. And that special something is not just for us. It's to be reproduced. And uh, we do believe that the Lord will bring us new opportunities in terms of church planting. We don't think it's an accident that the Lord's connected us closely with John Bond. He came and shared at our staff retreat uh, a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of his catch cries is, healthy churches reproduce. It's just what they do. If they're healthy, they reproduce. We need to reproduce. We need to be open to what God's going to do with us. And we anticipate it'll be a replication of the DNA of the kingdom, but not of branding. And so we'll be actively on the lookout for opportunities that the Lord brings our way to grow the kingdom. But God forbid, not a Mount Pleasant Baptist empire. <laughs> Who wants that? No one. We don't want that. So the Lord's certainly stirring us and leading us forward into new things. It's exciting. It's all a bit scary at the same time. Let me say that Margie and I, uh, we, we love this church and... We're just so thankful the Lord's placed us here. And God willing, we'll be here for many years to come. I think the Lord's actually planted us here for good, maybe whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, going forward at some point, 
not necessarily in the senior pastor role, but um, as Graham so graciously did, step, you know, that, that whole thing of stepping aside, making space for others. But Graham, God bless him. Graham and Mel, you guys still here? We're so thankful. So we believe, Margie and I, that that'll be the case for us, but of course, uh, we're in his hands. My sincere hope is that uh, we will take this journey together for whatever that means with our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, we recognise that you are the God of the nations. You are Lord of all the earth. And Lord, you are Lord over cities. You're Lord over our city, over our state, over our nation. And you're Lord over our church. And Lord, we thank you that the nature of your work amongst us is that it just becomes deeply personal, that you're at work in the lives of every person in this room, that you have a calling for us. You have things that you're giving each one of us to do and to sow into as you send us out into the world, and as you bring us in, as you gather us together. So Lord, this morning, I know many things have been shared and I just pray that to those things that are uh, truly from you would lodge in the hearts of your people and uh, that even this morning together you would give us a great sense that you have called us as a people here in this church for a greater purpose that we might be a blessing to the city around us in a, a multitude of ways and so we pray Lord that you would call us deeper into yourself draw us close to the Father draw us close together as family across those barriers of ethnicity and generation and denomination. Call us together as one for your glory and for your name's sake. We pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.